0: Welcome to Avid Watchers, I'm Mary-Kate Cheetah.
1: I'm Adam Nix.
0: And today we are going to be discussing the 2020 film, The Invisible Man, directed by Leigh Whannell.
1: As the attorney representing Adrian's Trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect... I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? What happened to him? He cut his wrist. Per his final wishes. You're getting five million dollars. Contingent, of course, on the fine print. He can't be ruled to be mentally
0: incompetent. It just doesn't make any sense. What? Adrian wouldn't kill himself. Listen. You're getting your freedom back, okay? Don't let him haunt you. Hello? I'm scared. You don't have to be scared of him anymore. He was a sociopath, completely in control of everything. He said that wherever I went, he would find me. Walk right up to me. And I wouldn't be able to see him. you okay? Someone's sitting in that chair. I found something that can prove <laughs> what I'm experiencing. You need help. Adrian is dead. I went to his house today. He's not dead.
1: I have a pile of ashes in a box that would disagree with you.
0: He has figured out a way to be invisible.
1: Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is coming up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death.
0: Adrian's true genius was how he got in people's heads. Don't come any closer. Hey! I'm not crazy. Please listen to me. You're saying the person trying to kill you... ...is in the room right now. But we can't see him?
1: Easy listening?
0: Where are you?
1: Where are you? Where are you? Show yourself! Come on! Do it! There you are. So uh, the Invisible Man. Uh, there's a lot of renditions of this kind of idea, um, you know, from like a classic novel to um, a bunch of different movies, all focusing on the Invisible Man. What the Invisible Woman kind of did, or Invisible Man did, was really focus on the woman in this situation and kind of made a new and really original story out of it.
0: I'm not familiar very much with the other stories, so this was all.
1: Right, same with me. I think I've seen. Um, one of them like one of the different types of movies a long time ago and uh different versions like of that character before but i can't really think of any that i've seen anytime recently
0: yeah i'm very unfamiliar with it which i think i don't know if that helps or hurts but i didn't have any other like preconceived notion of like what it should be like i was just kind of taking it all in fresh.
1: I feel like it really was its own movie. Um, yeah. Like it shared a name. And, but besides that, like, and kind of jumping ahead here, but really love the reason I really loved this movie. If it, it was like a really fresh take in what that invisible man would be today. Um, mm-hmm. Even from like the technology involved in it and everything. So um, the movie basically follows. um elizabeth moss's character cecilia cass uh cecilia cass is in an abusive both emotionally and physically relationship um from the get-go of the movie and it starts out with her basically trying to escape this huge mansion and this house uh um and the relationship itself so uh from there uh <laughs> Sorry my my cat was uh, attacking me. <laughs> um so so from there it's basically it starts with her uh um escaping this relationship and this house and her sister picking her up. Um and the movie follows Cecilia and her like um her trying to get back to a normal life um and you very quickly figure out that she's not going to be able to do this because or her abusive boyfriend uh, is the invisible man in the scenario and slowly starts to um, tear apart her life uh, and follow her around. And no one will basically believe her as she tries and figures out what's going on and um, tries to escape the situation.
0: Yeah, it's such a perfect metaphor for abuse because... It's just like something that's always with her no matter what, even if he's there or not. She's always has this leftover trauma from him, especially when he literally says to her, like, if you leave me, you'll never get away from me. Like, I'll find you and I'll be standing right in front of me in front of you and you won't see me. Like, so then that's in her mind, even when she gets away, that she'll never really get away.
1: Right. And, you know, every every part of this movie really circles back to um, what someone could really be going through in this kind of situation Um, you know trying to figure out uh, um, like or I guess being manipulated by someone like this you know like Mm -hmm. um, through the whole movie the invisible man uh, uses his powers here to separate Cecilia from her friends and family Uh, he uses it to uh, make her feel like she's going crazy um yeah uh every single part of this is like him using this I, this uh basically technology to make himself invisible um to separate her from every part of her life uh yeah. and everybody else which, doesn't believe her in the situation she's in right. um which circles back to her feeling like everything that's happening is inevitable um and yeah, it was just like really well done and really hard to watch at times almost, but like really Mm -hmm. compelling. And I think a part of that is because, I mean, Elizabeth Moss is amazing in this as well.
0: Yeah. Her performance is amazing. I'm always so impressed with her face acting. Um, and I actually heard, I listened to an interview with the director on the big picture, um, which is a podcast I enjoy. And, he said that there were like these scenes with a bunch of dialogue and she was like, you can cut all of this. I'll do it. I'll do that with my face.
1: Oh, Elizabeth Moss said. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I thought that was so cool that she was like, oh, I don't need these words. I got my face. I'm good. <laughs> oh <my> gosh, That's <laughs> so cool. Like that's how talented she is. And she keeps um, taking on these really difficult roles and just nailing them. It's pretty amazing.
1: So it sounds like I mean, I guess we haven't even said you liked the movie then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was super impressive and just like technically impressive. You just feel like you're in good hands from the start uh, filmmaking wise. And then just like as a fun, like fun is a weird word to describe it, but (laughs) as a horror movie, I like really enjoyed it too. Like I thought it was very well crafted. I have, I have, um, conflicting feelings about the ending which we can get into later um i don't feel i feel like it didn't land as much as i wanted it to so did you like it
1: (laughs) uh yeah so i really loved the movie too and i agree with a lot of the stuff you said about uh how it works um you know on, on a metaphorical level so well uh but just as a horror movie in its own right it's fantastic i also think it's relatively approachable as a horror movie um in the sense that it does it is really cut up into these two second sections of you know horror and like her not trying to figure out what's going on to Mm -hmm. like the gig is up and when the gig is up it almost turns into this like action movie like intense thriller yeah Um, like right when maybe people would get tired or like too stressed about the like uh this invisible guy following her around so i kind of liked that like the second half really it really does kind of pivot to um like a chase you know um yeah but uh i mean i just thought it was great like it was just so intense and so frustrating to see her kind of spiral in in this direction that you know the invisible man wants her to go in you know it's like yeah he has this he has this uh this plan and Mm -hmm. it's working so well for most of the movie and it's it's so easy to kind of like see cecilia and just be like oh my god like how is she gonna get out of this how is she like gonna figure this out and one of the biggest scenes where it was really like the i think her the lowest point of like no return was when she's at the uh restaurant with her sister I just did not see that scene coming at all where um, she sits down with her sister and she's telling her, she's saying, please believe me. I know it sounds crazy, but my boyfriend, uh, he's invisible and he's, uh, ruining my life. And then all of a sudden in front of her, there's a knife just held up in the, in the middle of the table, just floating there. And the sister and Cecilia, um, and the sister's name is Emily. So Emily and Cecilia both look at the knife and, uh, then he kills her, uh this the sister, Emily. Um and then in the he middle of the, the knife
0: into Cecilia's hand, so it looks like she did it. Yeah. It um, is so upsetting. Like I it was definitely for me the most upsetting moment in the film. Um just to think of someone killing your sister right in front of you and then like trying to blame you for it. Um was just very upsetting. I hate yeah. thinking about it.
1: Yeah, it really was. And I I mean I knew something was gonna happen, but I had no idea it was gonna be that devastating just all yeah. of a sudden.
0: Yeah. Um okay, so I'm gonna go back to the beginning for a second and just say I thought it was a really interesting way to open the film by having it open with suspense because usually like a lot of horror movies build up to the suspense and this movie just like throws you right into it and then gives you like a little break later. Not much of a break, <laughs> but a little break later. Um, And I think there was, so there's a part where, so she gets out of there and she has this like a lap. Elab- you can tell she has this like elaborate plan that she's probably been planning for months. And, She gets out and she's in the car and this like shadow like comes out of the forest like running at the car and one of my roommates just screamed and so then I screamed like legitimately screamed. (laughs) It was terrifying and I just thought that was like an interesting like jump right into the action type of thing that I wasn't – that I wasn't accustomed to
1: right i was thinking the same thing like i keep i'm trying to think of other horror movies that have such an intense scene right out of the get-go and i mean yeah you have like i think of like slashers and how a lot of the slashers start with like the first murder and stuff but at the same time like uh those those like those never feel as intense as at least this for me like the second it started i was like i couldn't breathe already and Maybe it was just I reading know, the synopsis too. and understanding the situation a bit. But I think no matter what, it, right. it does feel like one of those those scenes that you wouldn't get to about like an hour, hour and a half into the movie or something or right. maybe a little earlier. But. That
0: is interesting. I wonder how long it would take someone to figure out what's going on if they didn't know anything about the movie beforehand. Because like right when I saw her sitting there staring at the clock, I was like, she has a plan. Like she's clearly awake for a reason. Right. And she's, yeah. um, But I do feel like it probably wouldn't take someone very long to figure it out because she's immediately, she gets the pills out from under her bed. She's like, okay, he, dr- she drugged him. So obviously there has to be reason for that.
1: Right. And I, um, I think if you, know, you, you compare it to other like starting scenes to slasher movies and stuff like that, like it's immediately contrasted by like some exciting scene that kind of puts you at ease, but like and the main character in a lot of other horror movies doesn't really know what's going on or whatever, but the next scene is like Cecilia just still so exhausted and paranoid and stressed. Like, yeah, she's always in the know that this isn't over, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's maybe like a little bit of time after she finds out he quote unquote died that she's Mm -hmm. like actually like, you know, happy for a moment. Uh, But that, you know, that disappears very quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, it is. So, gosh, I just like can't get over how good of a metaphor this is because even when she's out of there, she uh, she's afraid to go anywhere because she feels like he's everywhere. And when when someone is invisible, it is like they're everywhere because you don't know where they are, so they could be anywhere. Um, but she like she like can't get herself to go outside, and she's staying with a friend we at my household were very confused as to who this man was for like a good portion of the film
1: yeah i thought it was like uh emily uh her sister's husband for a second i thought it was and her and sister's wasn't... husband
0: too we were very no, confused just a friend just like it's a, a friend yeah we figured that out eventually but we were like really confused as to like we were like okay so that's her sister's husband but then like why doesn't her sister live there like it was just weird yeah um so he and was, that, a that was
1: james was his name and played by aldous hodge who I, I haven't heard of before but i thought he was great too
0: yeah so she like can't really bring herself to go outside but then she kind of works up the courage to go to the mailbox but then just in that moment someone in a hoodie was on a run and then, like freaks her out and chick like, runs back inside and her friend's like oh god that was <laughs> really bad timing <laughs> um like she's just kind of taking baby steps to like get back out into the world and she like explains to her sister and her friend James that he's been abusing her and that he it's been emotional and physical abuse and um that she had to like take so he said that he wanted to have like a baby with her so she decided to start secretly taking birth control because she knew if she had a baby with him she would be even more trapped um and she obviously didn't want to have a baby with him um so she started taking birth control and she knew that that couldn't last very long without him finding out so that's when she knew she had to get out of there um and that was like her inciting incident that like got her to like really plan the getaway I guess
1: and it's like i mean just based on her situation like This is straight up kidnapping at this point, you know, like she is like held a hostage in this home.
0: It was so interesting when she was like explaining like how it just kept escalating because it was like he told me what I could wear and what I could eat. Then he started telling me when I could leave the house and um, then she was like then he started telling me what I could what I thought and like that was like she was like sometimes he would look at me and it was like he he knew what I oh she said one time I was thinking about how I needed to leave him and he literally looked at me and it was like he could read my mind and he said like you can't ever leave me I'll always find you and that's when he said like I'll be standing right in front of you and you won't be able to see me
1: right
0: oh my god it's so scary (laughs) (laughs) um so that was really interesting. Like, she got to tell them for the first time, like, what had been going on. And, and it really, like, illustrated the way that abuse can just, like, just become, it can escalate over time, and just become worse and worse until you feel trapped.
1: Well, and I think the movie succeeded uh, so well because a lot of the stuff that, like, did connect back to this relationship and, like, how it was this really awful and abusive relationship, it's like, it wasn't always just, that he was an invisible man and he was using this superpower to tear it apart. Like like that the scene with her and her sister talking after he sent an email pretending to be Cecilia to Emily. Saying, I don't yeah. want you in my life anymore. I want you dead. Like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that, that wasn't his superpower. Rudy. That wasn't him being an invisible man. That was him just like taking control of her life. Right. Um, Trying and to isolate her. her. Yeah, exactly. And it felt so real. Um, yeah it did. it's so awful to see
0: mm-hmm. he was trying to cut all the people out of her life because if she has people in her life then they can help her escape him but if she's all alone it would be a lot harder to get away or you know she, have no, she has no no support it's easier to manipulate her as well Right. Um. so he emails her sister this long thing I was saying to my roommates I was like if my sister gave up on me, like I don't think either of my sisters would just like give up on me after one email. Her sister was kind of like "fuck you," bye. <laughs> I was like, I would be like, let's have a conversation because this isn't this isn't you. Like you've never done something like this before, and this doesn't sound th- like you.
1: I think, at least from the sister's perspective, like she's probably even when she was in that relationship, I'm sure the sister felt like she had been pushed away by sure. Cecilia for like maybe years and mm. this email maybe it was just her like breaking point that she came back around to right when she went to that yeah. restaurant with Cecilia yeah so I think it was more like um like she hit this point and she's like this guy's dead like she didn't understand and she should have been there for her right away obviously but like I guess from the sister's perspective like uh um she had like a weak point, you know, where she's just like I like I'm trying so hard to be here for you and you're constantly pushing me away. Yeah. Um, which can be really hard on that person too.
0: Definitely. I think just as a person who is a sister and has sisters, for me it was hard to imagine giving up on giving up on one of them that quickly. Um but it is a situation that I've never been in, so maybe I I'm not the best authority on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, he also tries to cut out her friend James from her life, who's basically the only person that she has left. Um, and James has a daughter who is in high school. So Adrian, uh, like, slaps or hits the daughter, and hit the daughter Sydney, and Sydney thinks that. Cecilia hit her so she like tells her dad that like she hit her and so the dad is like I need to protect my daughter and so the dad like so James leaves with Sydney and leaves Cecilia alone at the house and this is kind of like when a lot of shit goes down because she's now he's completely isolated her from everyone
1: so this next scene after James and Sydney leave um, I think in terms of suspense and horror, this is one of that's one of the best like sequences in the movie. Um, yeah, it's really like I mean, again, like for such a serious movie, it's a weird saying, but this it's really kind of it's like fought at like intense seeing this all this stuff go down where she she's running and kind of the the this is kind of where it's like okay, he's actually here, you know, right. Um And she knows it. Uh, she fights against him and seeing uh, Elizabeth Moss like fighting invisible man is pretty intense like
0: oh my gosh part of it that
1: feels almost like a little goofy in a moment until you kind of you gather yourself and kind of i was i
0: never even thought it was goofy i was terrified but um (laughs) so before we even get there so like the dad and the daughter leave james and sydney and then she's like all right i'm gonna sprinkle this like uh coffee grounds on the ground so i can see his footsteps like oh she's smart and she kind of has this like conversation with him slash herself about like, why did you pick me? Like, what about me made you like, you know, just kind of set your sights on me? I thought that was really interesting too. And, and you kind of figure out throughout the movie that like the reason he's so obsessed with her is because she doesn't need him and she doesn't want him. And like he wants what he can't have kind of thing, or at least that's like one of the aspects to it. Um, and she basically does she hear she hears okay, so she has the idea to call his phone and she hears a phone vibrating above her. So then she gets a ladder and at this point, like the anxiety level is very high. Um, and the suspense level. And so she goes up into the attic and she finds his phone. And she, oh, oh my gosh, we're missing so much. <laughs> so <laughs> it is hard to
1: track, like, kind of track everything. I that it is. So much does she there. Like,
0: goes to a job interview and she opens up her portfolio. She's a architect, and she has nothing in her portfolio. And she's like freaking out because she doesn't know why. Like, she put it all in there. Why isn't it in there? And then she faints. And then you find out that uh, Adrian has been drugging her with the same drug she drugged him with. And in the so, same bottle
1: that she dropped on the she same escaped. bottle. So this is all used. before James and Sydney um, left as well. So this is kind of yeah. as she's suddenly realizing what's going on.
0: So then she goes up into the attic when she hears the phone and she finds her por- the stuff that her portfolio is like up there. and then also a knife. and then his phone
1: did you did you see when he took the knife earlier in the film? No. Yeah. (laughs) So you remember when when the uh, the pan lit on fire when she was making breakfast? He took it then. Yeah. (laughs) Holy. (laughs) You like see the knife just like slide off the table. I hate that. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) So basically, she's like, she just like knows she knows he's there and he's just invisible, and so she goes up to like the little square to get down from the attic, and. She ends up throwing paint into this square (laughs) and she catches him and it's so scary.
1: (laughs) And he's right there. He's right at the top of the ladder, like a foot in in front of her. right by her face.
0: And he ends up like running off and like washing it off so that she can't see him. And that's kind of like when the fight begins and it's just like a full on fight of a woman and an invisible man. So it just looks like. She's fighting no one, but she's, like, being beat up. And it's so scary, too, because, like, just thinking about from her perspective, like, not knowing where the next attack is coming from. And as a viewer, it's so scary because you're, like, you don't even know, like, where's, where he's going to come from next. Right. And it's terrifying.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that whole kind of, yeah, maybe maybe goofy isn't the right term, but, uh, like, confusing, I guess, <laughs> is kind of what I meant. Where it's, like he like she's running like you can't really figure out even when like she he is like attacking her like you like you can't even imagine like how how she can fight back in any meaningful way here I know, and it's like um yeah it's really intense and really well done um
0: truly so then she gets out of there and she gets in an uber and goes to their house the one that I, used I was like,
1: together. "What are you doing? Why are you going back?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think she just like, I yeah, I, I did. I mean, she needed proof, right? Like it makes yeah. sense, but it's just like She's painful. Smart. Yeah, yeah. So like, she goes there and she like goes into his basement, and she sees that he has like he's been like working on something new. So she tries to get in there and she like tries a bunch of different passwords, and then she ends up trying the day they met. And it like works and she goes, so romantic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so messed up.
0: And I loved that line because I was like, it was like a much needed just like release. <laughs> just needed a little laugh. like.
1: Well, and it's also like, I mean, behind that though, it's so disturbing too. So like, dark. It's his, so dark. His most like genius piece of technology is all about just like her and having control over her.
0: Basically torturing like, it's her, disgusting. even though he like thinks that he loves her. Yeah. Um. So she ends up like creating another suit, uh, another invisible suit, and she figures out what's going on. She there's like a bunch of cameras on the suit, and it's like reflecting the things around it. Well, there and were always
1: two suits, right?
0: Oh, I thought she created the second one.
1: I think it was just invisible when she walked in and then she, like, <laughs> made it visible.
0: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's what I meant to say. Um, you heard me wrong, actually. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so she, this part of it, like, I didn't get really why she did it, but she went and hid the suit in the closet, in like an upstairs closet. And,. Then she hears him come in, and so she hides, which is, like, terrifying. And then she ends up, like, getting out of the house and getting out of there. And that's when she goes to see her sister, and she's, like – "He's." she tries to, like, convince her, like, I have proof. And that's when he kills her sister. So cut to her in a mental hospital because she's saying that an invisible man killed her sister and not her. So like clearly are, like – get her to the psych ward um and basically now she's like trapped in the small space with him because you know he's there
1: this is where this is like this is the the big change in the film right yeah so i mean there's some there's some scenes in between here like she has a conversation with his brother who's also his lawyer where she knows at this point that the brother's in on it um
0: My God, she has an amazing line to her the brother. She says, "You're just like—I don't have it exactly. But oh, you're says, a jellyfish. You're a jellyfish. Right? You're just like your brother, everything but the spine."
1: Yeah, which is so true. He's just this so like so good, you know, shriveled up little guy. That's just like <laughs> you know, just as bad of a person. Um, totally. Uh, so she's in this room, and she basically is able to steal a ballpoint pen from the brother. And use that to um, basically stab her arm kind of in a saying like her
0: wrist, like her she's wrist trying yeah. to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Did you um, for a second really think she's trying to kill herself or were you like immediately like, oh, she's lure him, luring him out?
1: Um, I thought it was like a plan.
0: OK, I definitely for a second really thought she was trying to kill herself. All right? Because <laughs> so, I didn't know how far she had gone off the rails like because yeah. she's been through so much trauma. I didn't really know.
1: And so she basically, right at this point, the invisible man, um, grabs her arm and she says, there you are. And then just starts stabbing him with this like ballpoint pen, which starts one hurts him probably. And then two or, uh breaks the suit a bit so he's suddenly appearing. Yeah. Uh yeah. a guard comes in, sees him, and then everything like shit just hits the fan. Like there's the yeah. oh man God. starts just attacking whoever comes in. All these guards come running in and he's he's punching people, shooting people. And the whole time Cecilia's like, No dudes, there's an invisible man behind you. And the guy's like, What are you talking about? And then the invisible man like kills him and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's just straight up an action movie all of a sudden. Oh and like, he's running it's and so they run exciting. through a parking lot and there's like there's all these guards Wait, can with we guns talk about following that part him?
0: Where- He goes, like, bang.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's, like, it's just in the air. He's just
0: playing with them, like, he's such a psychopath, and then he just, like, shoots him from behind. Mm -hmm. That was so weird.
1: So, then, you know, they actually have uh, a point in time where they they confront each other, and he basically says, like, "Uh, if you keep doing this, I'm not going to be hurting you. I'm going to be hurting those you love. love." And I think I might have skipped over this, but... We do find out that um, he did replace her birth control with basically like fake medicine and she is pregnant. And so, yeah, um, he's not going to hurt her at all or, you know, kill her, but he's going to kill everybody around there. And the person that he's immediately going to go after is Sydney. Um,
0: Right. Which is the daughter of her friend James. You
1: know, Elizabeth hijacks a car and uh, tries to get back to that house knowing that Um, The Invisible Man is going to be there and calls James, says, you got to come over here now, too. Um, uh, A lot of fighting ensues when they're in there. Both Sidney and James um, realize that, you know, uh, Cecilia was telling the truth and Cecilia ends up killing the Invisible Man. But you suddenly find out that it was the brother. It wasn't Adrian. So, at this point, everybody realizes it.
0: Yeah. Do you have a theory on like when his brother put it on and started doing it or like if it was mostly Adrian and then like one scene it was like, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I was thinking that this happened. I was thinking about that, too. And it was, I was like, was he was it the brother in the hospital the whole night, like running through it? And I don't think so because of the the exchange the two had in the parking lot. Right, So I think after Mm -hmm. the parking lot and he left at that point was when they swapped and Adrian went to go get tied up at his house. But does that work because his house is so far away? You know, it takes like a half a day to get out there, it seems like.
0: So, okay. So Adrian gets discovered in his house, in like the basement of his house, like tied up. Yep. And he's basically trying to frame his brother. For everything that he did. And James is like, he, you know, he was found in the basement, like his brother did it all, and like, you're fine now. And she's like, no, like, that's not what happened. And did you, like, for a split second consider it? And then we're just like, nah. Cause that's what happened to me. I was like, oh, it, I was like, really, and then I was like, no, right, like half a (laughs) second, and
1: then you're like, ah, no. And you know, Cecilia is the exact same way. She's like, guys, this this is Adrian. This is what he does. You (laughs) know, it's like he he makes you think you're crazy. You he makes you think that it's someone else or not not him. And she's she's done with this. She's like, James, I know you can't help me. I know anybody else can help me. Like, but I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm gonna make sure that um, this guy stops what he's doing.
0: So she convinces James that she can like get get Adrian to admit that he was the one who was trying to like who like killed his killed her sister and was like trying to kill them, and um. So she goes in to have dinner with him, and James is outside in you know in his car listening, and. Um, so basically she tries to get him to talk and he won't admit to it and she goes to the bathroom and all of a sudden you see, am I missing any important dialogue?
1: Um, so before she goes to the bathroom, um, she tries to get like a confession out of him and instead of him actually confessing, he says something I can't remember the, remember the exact line, but he says it was such a surprise to me. Um, And when he says this, he says surprise, because through the entire movie, he's sending text, a text to her that says surprise. He whispers <gasps> surprise to her in the hospital. Uh, it's his way to confess only to her because he's he knows like what this is. And it's a way for oh to still God, her. Oh, my God. I
0: didn't notice that. And I'm <laughs> enraged. I'm enraged. <laughs> Oh, my God. So yeah. He says surprise.
1: And that was and that that was her. That was the confession she needed still. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'm going to kill this guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So she goes and gets the suit that she had in the closet and puts it on. And she knows that they're being filmed because she knows where the cameras are in the house. And she has him cut his own throat. It looks like he's cutting his own throat, um, and she does like my favorite acting ever. <laughs> when someone's like, "Oh my god, I had nine one one, I need oh, help," yeah. <laughs> and then they just like put the hang up, and they're they just like go stone cold, like they don't give a shit. It's great stuff. Um, she like calls nine one one, but then like, <laughs> does she say surprise to him?
1: Um. Yes, yes, she does. Yeah, so Surprise! Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I loved that revenge moment. Um, and then she like walks outside, and James is like running because he like thinks it's like she's really like panicking, calling everyone, and and he's like, "You knew you were never gonna like get a confession," and, she, and...
1: she's like, "Yeah, you dumbass." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know though. Like, I think yeah. like weirdly, I like didn't like how she was acting because it was like I she kind of felt like a villain in a way and like I wanted to be like you go girl like empowered like you murder him and for some reason like the way she was acting like and like how she like lied to James I was just like now she seems like a villain and then also like the death was so quick I like wanted it to be like longer or something to be like even more satisfying
1: yeah I don't know I I liked it I thought the ending works (laughs) I uh (laughs) I liked that how intense she was afterwards because she did just like she is the good person here and she came to this point where she says I got I have to kill this guy to move on with my life I need to I need to kill him I can't let him control my life anymore he murdered my sister like I'm glad there I mean there was like a moment of like uh triumph you know but in that moment I think she like I'm glad it was kind of like steely you know yeah and then when she walks up the stairs and she Mm -hmm. like she like is above ground you know and it kind of ends with just like a close-up on her I yeah. think that's that like moment of triumph for that like yeah for sure where you can be like yes like she she is like finally free in that She's moment free. as best mm-hmm. as she can be you know like and I think I think her like seriousness walking away maybe is also in part like like hey I still have to deal with everything I went through you know like that none of that disappears too yeah so
0: um do you i got the vibe that her friend james like he kind of seemed like he didn't agree with her decision or like he was like afraid of her or something i like couldn't tell
1: i think he he agreed or he he wasn't gonna like rat her out or anything you know he said yeah she sure. did kill himself um uh, but he kind
0: of seemed like he was like he killed himself like he was saying it because he was afraid of her did you not think that
1: i didn't think he was afraid of her i think he was upset with what she did the
0: whole thing i need to like rewatch it Uh, i don't know i just like couldn't tell if he was like shit like you've changed and i'm like well i think worried about what you're capable of
1: i don't think it was i'm worried about what you're capable of is it like i can't believe what you just did but it's not i don't think he thought he was in danger of her hurting him or anything
0: okay i was unclear on that was there anything you predicted or were surprised by
1: um, let's see. I I don't think I really predicted a lot of it. Um, I I was at first I was like, oh, the brother is totally in on it, right? And then like right. his dialogue of him saying how much he hated his brother, yeah, kind of made me like feel Tricked like oh maybe little. yeah it did. And yeah. then I was like oh duh afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I. I was so surprised by the restaurant scene. I did not think it was going to get yeah. that heavy so quickly. Um, yeah. And I can't really think of any like scenes that I predicted besides like I knew at one point she was going to put on that suit in some sort of revenge or kind of right. like table turn. Um, I loved the suit itself, like in terms of mm-hmm. like, you know, this 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 guy who right from the get go of the movie it has cameras set up all around the house like yeah. making that suit uh, a a suit of cameras uh yeah. kind of like layers on what it means to be that invisible man like it's not mm-hmm. only that he's invisible there it's that he's like this always watchful person and it works so well in 2020 with like the technology we deal with now and like yeah. surveillance of really really shitty people um mm-hmm. so um in terms of like this being such an awesome and original or original movie um i think their kind of take on how someone would actually be the invisible man now worked really well instead of like oh i drank some potion or whatever i don't i don't even know what it is in the other right. films so
0: yeah i liked that it was very much like grounded in reality which is funny to say like it was like oh it isn't like magic it's like he it's technology he created a suit like i don't know because then it made the because obviously the abuse stuff is so real that then it just made everything feel more real
1: yeah and like what how how the invisible man is taken in these other stories as far as i understand is um the invisible man makes himself invisible and can't turn back i think that's it at least i could be wrong but it's focusing on him and his like him dealing with a life of being invisible or like not being able to do this or that. Whereas this is like, it's just a totally different story. Um, this this person uses his power for bad all the time based on this technology he made. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, I don't know. I, I was pretty impressed just by like this movie as just like an original story.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, So the only thing that I really – I feel like I predicted, which I don't think is, like, you know, that impressive, was that I did think that he probably switched out her birth control for something that wasn't birth control. Um, Right. And I definitely guessed she was pregnant, but I think the only – thing that really led me there was like the doctor being like oh there's something else and then she like drops the phone or whatever and it's like okay well clearly she's pregnant
1: yeah i when switched. when that doctor said that i was like oh okay that's the other th- it's yeah. always the and other I, thing so right? my thought
0: was like <laughs> okay she's pregnant and he switched out her birth control for something else right um and yeah that was about it i feel like everything else i like didn't
1: yeah like the i didn't I mean, think it was going to be the brother i uh the sister scene in the restaurant I didn't see coming. Like really the biggest, most pivotal moments in the movie. Yeah. I didn't really see coming. Um I guess I I, I guess the end I was like, she's gonna she's gonna go invisible and I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you knew she had hid the suit. You're yeah. like, we're we're just going to the bathroom in quotes. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I have for that. I I definitely recommend it for people horror lovers especially but anyone to watch it you can watch it on apple or on itunes you can rent it right now um
1: i'd say i mean some people kind of avoid um horror movies if they're like labeled as horror but like i i don't think this was um the kind of horror that a lot of people uh veer away from you know there's enough here that i i think it's accessible to people um still really intense and scary moments but uh it's not like unnecessary horror really like it's not gory or I'd I'd recommend it to people even if they didn't like horror
0: yeah exactly I agree um so should we do what's what we're watching this week
1: yeah yeah let's do it you want to start
0: oh okay um (laughs) (laughs) well I think that um, in this time of social distancing and quarantining, I have been getting a lot of comfort from reality TV, um, which is not something that I normally watch very much of unless it's The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. Other than those three shows, um, I don't really watch reality TV. and but I think it's like such an escape right now that i'm like loving so i've been watching married at first sight which is just absolute trash but so good um also watched love is blind which was amazing this, I know you this watched uh, that
1: too. this was mine so love is blind is my <laughs> recommendation oh, okay, so maybe we d-
0: <laughs> but um i started watching love island as well That one I'm having a harder time getting into because the people on it are just so horrible (laughs) that it's hard to like root for anyone. Um, so I haven't watched that in a while, but, um, yeah, I'm like ashamed a little bit (laughs) that that's all I have to talk about, but it's just a very nice escape right now.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually right there with you. I've, I've never watched, uh, um any of those any dating reality tv shows like besides a random episode of bachelor or bachelorette here and there when friends have watched it the only really um reality television i've watched in the past is a big brother or survivor and even those were just kind of um because my old roommates watched it a lot um and i enjoyed it when i sat down and watched it but i never had any interest in the dating um reality tv and i think love is blind is really accessible um for like that kind of show uh and i think maybe because it was in its first season it was also something different than jumping into bachelor and bachelorette maybe you have more input on that but i found it really easy to get into um there, there there is a lot of like shittiness in it and like the whole time you're like how are these people doing this? Like, what the hell? I can't, and I could not believe they're marrying each other and they haven't even seen each other. Like, what is happening here? And
0: also just, the, <laughs> just the concept that you can't make the decision of whether or not you want to marry someone until you're literally at the altar and all your friends and family are there and you're like in the dress and everything. That's when you have to make the choice. It's just it's absurd. Wacky, yeah. <laughs> I remember you told me before I got into this point you were like one of them like literally has a bow on his wrist and he says I am your gift
1: oh uh, yes <laughs> like, it's so good
0: I laughed so hard it's like supposed to be this like intense romantic moment and I'm just like laughing my ass off that's and so yeah ridiculous. oh my
1: gosh they're so funny I love those two he's like there's a box do you see the box She's like yes open the box he's like, <laughs> there's nothing in the box
0: <laughs> I'm the gift
1: yeah that's the best scene in the whole show like I would just watch that, and if you anything else, I think that's that's like episode three or something. Ridiculous. It's so good. Um, um yeah, I really yeah. I watched it all the way through. I really enjoyed it. Um, and the recap was fun to watch as well. Or like a year later, the reunion, um, the reunion. Yeah, I yeah. uh I totally recommend it to people, even if you're not a big fan of reality television. Just really comforting, like you said.
0: I just found out the other day. I watched like the interview with some of them on Ellen. And found out that Damien basically got catfished into the show because, (laughs) not really, but someone, the way he was casted was that he was talking to this girl on Tinder and then they like moved to like text messages and she was like, hey, I'm a casting producer for this show. And I want." wondering if you wanted, to so he like thought he was like talking to this girl he liked and then she was like hey that is the so show? funny
1: it's such a world like especially <laughs> so casting people for those shows like it's a world that i i don't understand but i always want to know more <laughs> know. about like some of these people like the most i know is from what my roommates have told me about big brother and or my old roommates um and basically like they have like a you know they have some people that are huge big brother fans who go to audition for it but then there's other people who casting directors just like pick up in bars and say like hey you want to join the show (laughs) it's just so it's so goofy like props to the casting directors and editors and those things both music and just like cutting it to make you hate someone (laughs) or love someone (laughs) which is really really sad because they're real people but uh for entertainment I guess for the week uh...
0: (laughs) I do feel like it's hard because it's like I think that producers always made out to be the bad guy and i think i think in the bachelor for sure they are like kind of horrible people (laughs) but um i do think like the people who sign up for it i think that they kind of know what i mean if they don't know what they're getting into that's kind of their own fault but i think a lot of the times they do know what they're getting into and they don't have this like resentment towards the producers because they know that that's, like, their job and, like, that's what they're signed up for. But it's yeah, still kind of like – there are times when it crosses the line, though, and that's when I'm, like, mm, that's fucked up.
1: Or, like, I mean, just even in that reunion, um, I won't say, like, who they kind of focus in on the reunion a year later. But hearing some of the people, the people there just say, like, yeah, I've been experiencing death threats. It's like, okay, who? It's a it's a reality TV show and nobody has any right to go and give death threats to other people. I'm like, and oh, I get it's sure. the internet, but it's like, oh man, it kind of, after watching that whole show so quickly and then seeing the reunion and being like, oh God, like, I hate that people get death threats from shows I like know. this. So, yeah, um, it's horrible, but it was pretty entertaining. So <laughs> that's a pretty good. Time. <laughs> the show. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what I've got.
0: So I was watching with Bridget who, um, is who had already watched it and we watched um oh i I, can we talk spoilers i don't know uh
1: warning spoilers okay okay
0: warning spoilers (laughs) okay so jessica and mark they're like going up to like to be married right and bridget is like i have so much to say but i can't say it to you (laughs) and then once it was over she was like did you notice that um like none of her family was there and that she like walked down the aisle by herself, like holding up her own dress and she was chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> like this girl did not give a shit about this wedding.
1: Yeah, like... no. It's... <laughs> jessica oh gosh just absurd Um, my favorite jessica moment is when they're at her house and they're talking and she just like casually puts her wine glass down for her dog to drink (laughs) do you remember that
0: yes (laughs) it's so horrifying (laughs) what Uh, why does she think that's okay
1: and i was so uh i think the biggest thing is like the first episode i was like man barnett is like a man i just like i cannot. Get along with Barnett, and by the end, I'm like, "Hey, he seems pretty nice." Like, <laughs> I was I like, know, "Oh my I'm god!" Saying. And I think part of that, I think it's like, I mean, obviously, like he had kind of a rough start there. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, it is all, all the editing garbage. for the movie too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it is kind of weird, like just like where you start with a lot of the people in that show oh, and where yeah. you end with them. Uh,
0: just cut the like first two episodes or something yeah and then i was like oh (laughs) just (laughs) kidding um i i literally think we could probably do an entire episode about love is blind so we should probably cut ourselves (laughs) off (laughs) all right well thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you next time bye-bye bye To keep up with new episodes, subscribe to Avid Watchers wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Avid Watchers and like us on Facebook. Check out our magazine on aviditymag.com for more content. Avid Watchers is hosted and produced by Mary-Kate Cheetah and Adam Nix and is also edited by Mary-Kate Cheetah. Original music is by Logan Johnson.